Hey there, podcast listeners. Welcome to Talking Wealth, the show where the Wealth Within team are on hand to teach you how to become a more confident, competent, and more importantly, profitable trader or investor. Wealth Within was voted number three for stock market podcasts globally in 2018, so I hope you enjoy listening. We cover topics from trading to investing, as well as wealth creation to ensure you can achieve your financial goals. Because as we always say, lifestyle matters. As a global leader in stock market education, you can fast track your journey towards financial freedom by studying with Wealth Within. If you'd like more information about our government accredited courses or to watch more analysis of the stocks in this podcast, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the market report videos under the Learning Center. Please note that the information in this podcast should not be considered personal financial advice. Hello, welcome to the new year and indeed the new decade. Thanks for joining us for our first Australian stock market report for this year. Now, there's an old saying that if you fail to plan, then you plan to fail. And so this week, we'll look at why it's really important that you set your goals to profit from the market. We'll also get into the market so I can share with you my thoughts on the Australian stock market, where it's heading, along with answering all of your questions and looking at the stocks for you. Hello, I'm Dale Gillam, the Chief Analyst at Wealth Within, and we're Australia's most trusted stock market educators. Now, before we move on, thank you for showing your support for our channel and hitting that subscribe button. Now, remember, as you hit the subscribe button, click the bell on the right of it so you do keep up to date with our latest videos. Also, tune in to our live Australian stock market show every Tuesday, 7 to 8 p.m. Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time. Now, this is the show where you get to ask us, the stock market education and trading experts, to look at your favorite stocks and answer all of your questions. And tomorrow is the first show for the year. This first month of this year is a little different than normal as it also marks the start of a new decade, which brings with it new opportunities. Although this isn't always the case, as it really depends on what you are focusing on. Let me ask you, do you want this decade to be like your last, or do you want it to be a little bit bigger, better, and more fantastic? The difference as to how it turns out will really come down to you. Over the Christmas break, I find it's a good time to take some time out to refresh and to reflect on the year gone by. But more importantly, to plan for my next year. During my break this year, I allocated more time to catch up on some reading, as it really fuels your mind, motivation and inspiration. Now, would it surprise you to know that all successful people don't just read novels to entertain themselves, they read books that educate, inform and challenge their thinking. One of the books I was reading reminded me that 90% of the time, people go through life on autopilot by doing the same things over and over again. So it's no wonder that most people move through life every year feeling like they are in that movie Groundhog Day. It may surprise you to know that most of what we do every day is done using our subconscious mind 90% of the time. So if you are moving through life on autopilot, you'll continue to achieve the same results you've always had. The problem with this is that most of us desire more, more freedom, more choices and less stress in our lives. But very few are prepared to put in the work to make this happen. And that's because living on autopilot is easy. 
But this also means we sacrifice what could be an amazing life full of abundance in all areas of our life for one of mediocrity. Now, every week I receive emails from people wanting to be successful in their lives, whether it's their trading or general wealth creation. They all desire to be high achievers so that they can enjoy the rewards that being a high achiever brings. Yet 90% of those I interact with stay in their comfort zone and continue to run on autopilot, even though the path to success has been laid out for them. You can't be a great investor or trader if you're always looking in the rearview mirror at all of your mistakes, weaknesses and failings. Remember, we can't change the past, but we can change today, so we achieve our future goals. In fact, you can start right now to becoming that great investor or trader you always wanted by setting those goals. That will lead you to becoming the high achiever by making the decision to, to buy my latest award-winning book, Accelerate Your Wealth, or enrolling in one of our trading courses. You see, becoming a high achiever at anything requires you to commit to the goals that are going to get you there. And being a high achiever requires you to get out of your comfort zone and do what you need to do. I know you'll find this challenging or uncomfortable at times, as this is perfectly normal. But when it's challenging or uncomfortable, that is where the majority give up. But is it worth the effort to persevere? Most definitely, it really does get easier and the results come. So rather than run on autopilot, make January 2020 the perfect time to set your goals for the coming decade so that you live the life of your choosing rather than experiencing Groundhog Day over and over again. So what do I expect in the market moving forward? Well, let's get into the charts of our S&P 500, All Ordinary's index update for this week. We'll also answer your questions and look at the stocks that you've chosen for me. Well, it's been about three or four weeks since we looked over the All Ordinary's index to see what's going on. And, and I know before Christmas I was saying, I expected the market to run up into Christmas. And it really was a bit of a sideways move. We really didn't do too much right through to the end of December, but uh, January's taken off like a rocket. So let's get on to the chart and have a really good look at seeing where we're actually headed and what we're thinking about at this point in time. Now, on your screen right now is a weekly chart of the All Ordinaries Index. Now, I haven't touched this since my report last year, which was about mid-December. I think it was about the 17th or 18th of December and you can see here how I thought from this major low here back in December here uh, that we'd move right uh, move up quite nicely but as you can see there's a bit of a sideways move those last few weeks I mean this is the first week of January or the Friday the week first week ending Friday the 3rd of January but you can see here how the last couple of weeks of December it really just went sideways at the moment but January so far is looking good now obviously this week the market's done very very well there's a 250 odd point range there uh, which is a nice nice move but it is tracking along what I thought I haven't moved this arrow from the last time that you saw this on my weekly report so I haven't moved that yet so what I'm still expecting at this point in time given we've had this little move down here and that was nice because it gave us a springboard for this week but I do expect maybe the next three to four weeks moving up to make a peak somewhere around that 72 uh, point level 7200 point level to move into our next low somewhere sort of between mid-February and sort of the end of March. Now I don't expect this next low to be a big one as you can see here the last one wasn't really that big either but what I am expecting is it to move up into that 7200 
clear that previous all-time high from 2007 by a fair way and really break those shackles of that old all-time high that we have. We are in new all-time high territory, so currently the high of this bar, that uh, 7045, I think I can see there, or 46, uh, is the all-time high so far on this stock. And I think we're going to get used to seeing new all-time highs at least for the first half of 2018. So right now, I expect our market to move up for two to four weeks or three to four weeks, uh, probably around about the end of the first week of February, maybe into the second week of February, we might start see that peak. Uh, and then for a move down of somewhere between um, eight, maybe nine or 10% roughly, maybe even a little bit more than that, could get up to 15 from wherever the high is. Nothing to be worried about. I think it's still looking good. Uh, Janine and I on the live show next, or tomorrow night on the Tuesday night here, 7 to 8 p.m., we will actually discuss the All Lord News Index and our thoughts and some of the areas that we think are looking good for this year. But I know when I looked at the stocks um, last week, I came back and looked at uh, the top 100 stocks and I just found a whole heap that are looking great and looking good uh, for putting into a portfolio. So let's now get into the questions from everybody. Now, the first question we have today is from Tanny Ben. He says, hi, Dale. Uh, I've just come across your YouTube presentations. Fantastic, matey, and welcome to the channel. Um, he says in bold letters, I like it, which is really nice to hear. So thanks, matey. Uh, you are a straight shooter. Yep, that's what you're going to get for me. Janine and I just don't fluff things around. It's just we say it like it is. We say it like we believe it and like we know it to be true uh, rather than fluffing around. We don't do those sorts of things because that doesn't help you, the people watching. And as I've said a few times on this channel, we are very much um, unconstrained um, because we control the content we're putting out onto this channel. So uh, whereas before when, we, when we're when we on mainstream media, we have to be a little bit more careful about what we actually say, but you'll get the straight talking from us at all times. But uh, uh, Tanny Boy uh, Ben goes on to say, would you hold or sell these four stocks, ANZ, um, BKL, Bigworks Borrow, or BLD, and WHC. Um, we have received the dividends, but we're still in the negative. Are they uh, likely to rise steadily or fall more sharply? Now, we don't, on a YouTube channel, we don't know you, and we're not going to give you personal financial advice, and you'll know that Jenny and I will never, ever say, buy this or sell this. We just don't do that. What we're about is empowering you to take control of your future because unless you understand why you're buying and selling, then you shouldn't be doing it. It really is the case of educating yourself so that you do know for yourself because at the end of the day, if you don't, then you're going to make emotional decisions. Uh, you're going to hold on to stocks forever and a day. And right now, those four stocks, as you mentioned, were at a loss situation for you even after the dividend. So, But what I am going to do is have a look, quick look at ANZ now. ANZ, like all of the other banks, and you can see ANZ on the screen right now, the left-hand side of the chart is the monthly, right-hand side is the weekly chart. All the big four banks were falling from February, March 2015, uh, and they're not looking good. ANZ at this point in time has had a bit better start to January. You can see this is this week here, but it's starting to find a little bit of support, but whether it finds more longer-term support, that remains to be seen. ANZ's not necessarily the favourite bank for myself and uh, Janine. We're more favouring banks like Combank um, and Westpac of the big four, but Combank 
probably then Westpac uh, from that point of view. But Macquarie is still doing very, very well as well. So if anybody owns Macquarie Bank, it's still making new highs. It's looking really, really good. But eventually Macquarie Bank will slow down and some of the other banks and the money will start feeding into the other banks. We do like the banks as a sector moving forward. But right now, as I said, uh, ANZ and um, NAB aren't looking that great. So I can't give you great news, but hopefully it does move up a bit. And we need to see a bit of a sustained move on the chart here before I start to get excited about ANZ. But well done there. But do have a look at some of the other stocks. Probably my guess, or my, my guess, my strong recommendation for you is to at least buy my book, uh, Accelerate Your Wealth, because it will help you understand those stocks that you've actually got in your portfolio and what you might need to do with them to protect your money and obviously make a little bit more money. But thanks for sending your first question in and I hope you enjoy a lot more of our videos. Now, the next question we got is from Zhaozu. Zhao Su Zhu. Hopefully I said that right. Uh, Zhao Zhu Su. Um, thanks for another good video. Could you please talk about the Bank of Queensland? I bought at $7.90 and not sure I should sell it, sell or hold. Thanks a lot. Um, let's go and have a look at the Bank of Queensland. Now that's the next one here on my chart. Um, it looks terrible. Again, like another all the banks. Now to me, uh, you bought it at $7.90. Now that's somewhere around about here. And that's a really dangerous place to buy around that $7.90. So I don't know where you bought it because this question was, um, well, let's, let me have a look at $7.90. That's um, on this bar. So that you're talking about that's early December. So maybe you bought it early December and you've watched it fall away from there. Uh, or maybe you bought it right back here in, in the early 2000 and it's like 2012 down in here. They're the only two places you could have bought it at around $7.90. I would never have bought it. That's really high risk investing there when you're buying something that's falling away because you can see this stock has been falling away since March 2015 like the rest of the bank. And that looks very very, very bearish to me. I'm not saying that it's not going to stop falling and start to rise again, but what we talk about in trading and investing is always trade on confirmation, trade on what you know, not what you're guessing about or what you think might happen. And that's how most investors go to the market. They think things are going to happen like, oh, it's really cheap now. It was up around $14 or $15. Now it's around $8. Wow, that's really cheap. I should buy it. That's what you think. It's not necessarily fact. What you need to do is make sure it stops falling and starts to rise before you get into it. And that's the real critical key. And right now, I wouldn't have my money in Bank of Queensland. It's not a good stock. But you do need to have a stop loss. So right now, you're not losing certainly too much because right now, it's currently stating at 7.36. So you're losing about 50 cents on the stock, roughly, uh, at this point in time. So you're not in a massive loss situation. But I'd put a stop loss on it. Again, we talk about that in my book, Accelerate Your Wealth. Get your copy and you'll understand how to set stop losses, but you also understand how to not get in stocks like this at the wrong time. You'll get you'll get your timing a little bit better, but thanks for sending your questions in. The next question we got from a person called uh, Stephen. Uh, Stephen says, thank you for the market update. My pleasure, matey. My second time asking a question here. He goes, what do you think of APT share purchase plan um, or APT, the stock? 
um, and their share purchase plan that is currently going on. It seems likely like they offer below the market value. That's what a share purchase plan is. Uh, when the stocks put out a share purchase plan, they offer a discount to the, the what they call the VWAP or the volume weighted average price over a specific period of time. And it could be 5% discount, 10% depending on the company. Because what they're trying to do is get you to buy more shares directly from the company themselves. And it's a way for them to uh, raise more capital and that's how they do that. It's a nice why raise capital from your your current shareholders. It's a little. It's not a hard. The sell's not as hard if that makes sense because you already own the company and hopefully you're making some money on it. So they always do give the shares out at a little bit of a cheaper price that you buy them. Um, and uh, and uh, he's also saying, um, ask how we can justify the share purchase plan um, as a good value. But uh, it really is. I hadn't read the the, the actual share purchase plan from that I've not looked at it also I can't really really comment on it a lot of share purchase plans we don't uh, take notice of Jenna and I generally reject most of them probably about 90% of them because the end of the day it starts to muck around with your position sizing and also you're getting multiple different parcels of one share and that really does increase your capital gains tax issues um, and your accounting and tax but when you're talking about a share purchase plan um, there's a whole different range of criteria and variables there and often uh, Janine and I will rather just reject them and go somewhere else with our money but it's a good question but let's go and have a look at at APT because it was a stellar stock for quite a period of time and I know we get last a lot of times about this stock and you can see how the stocks really running very very hard now now this could be the end of the run and we can see this right hand side on the weekly chart it's not looking super bullish on the right hand side of the chart since it made that all-time high in October so be interesting to see what it does over the next couple of weeks if we start getting some downward moves through here often you'll see companies bring something out at the, their peak or what the directors know is the peak of their current uh, business cycle. Now we saw that with uh, a couple of companies like uh, McGrath Real Estate when it floated it was sort of the peak of the property cycle and they got a good price for it but their shareholders or the people that bought off the float haven't done very very well because the, uh, the stock actually sunk because the market went into or the property market went into slowdown uh, and quite often that's the case. Now obviously I'm not saying the same thing with APT but you're thinking with that buy now pay later space, buy now pay later space is it's very mature at the moment there's a lot more competition coming into it so maybe they're trying to raise some money while they're thinking that the, the economy economic uh, value or the the business uh, opportunities moving forward aren't as strong as what they were in the last few years so maybe that's the case why they're starting to raise some more money here but uh, just watch it over the next two to four weeks and see if it starts to fall away if it doesn't uh, that's great because it should then move straight through this high here at uh, 33 um, what is it, 34.05, uh, and if it moves through that, then it'll move through that all-time high, but I won't suggest the next 12 months will be as good as the last 12 months um, with uh, APT, but great question, thanks for uh, asking it. Next one we got from Caddy Giorgio, can we see Res ResMed get analysed? Yeah, yeah, I can have a good look at ResMed for you, it'd be nice to know whether you own it or you don't own it, so when you're sending me a question, put on it, yeah, I own it, what did I buy it, buy it at, when did I buy it, what am I thinking, it really does help me understand it but let's look at ResMed I do like a lot of the health stocks ResMed's bullish simple as that um, that's really what it's doing at this point in time and you can see here movements there and it's just getting steeper it's not going to go as hard and fast in the next 12 months as it has in the last one and I'll just put some some lines on this you can see here how it has a momentum that it's running it runs through a momentum and you can see how it's really taken off 
uh, moving at a much stronger uh, speed or momentum is really, really picking up on this stock. And so I would suggest it's not going to be too far on before it starts to find a peak and start to fall over. So the question could be, would I be getting into ResMed uh, right now or even in the next six months? The answer would be no. Um, if I was in ResMed now, I'd be hanging on to it. I'd be having a stop loss, a trailing stop loss on it. I'd be hanging on whilst it's still rising. When it starts to fall away, then I'd be exiting. But thanks for uh, your question there. But right now, this so far, it looks quite bullish. So hang on for the ride, I suppose, is exactly what I'm actually saying to you. But thanks for sending in all your questions, everybody that did that. And thanks for watching until the end of this video. Now, if you personally have a question that you'd like me to answer, just stick them below and I'll get to answering. So get your fingers on those keyboards and start typing. I love answering your questions. Now, remember that here on this channel, we do these Monday market reports every single week. And we also do our live YouTube stream every Tuesday night, 7 to 8 p.m., where you get Janine and I answering all your questions. So remember, hit that subscribe button now. Click the bell on the right of it so that you get to know when we upload videos and go live. But that's it for me. I'm Dale Gillam, the Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within. So for now, goodbye, good luck, and good trading. Thanks for listening. This podcast is brought to you by Wealth Within, a global leader in stock market education. For more information on our courses or to listen to more Talking Wealth podcasts, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the Talking Wealth podcast under the Learning Centre.